the show Little Bit of Soul is the one that's just about to get started here on the unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver's um, Airwaves CITR. Um, I'm very excited to share with you a very special program today all about Ahmad Jamal. We are doing a profile of the career um, of the pianist Ahmad Jamal today and we have a special interview with drummer Matthew Chalmers um, that's going to be airing in about 15 minutes. So I hope you will stay with me right here on Little Bit of a Soul on the Airwaves CITR 101.9 FM. As I said, I'm so happy that you could join me this Monday. Um, it's beautiful outside, and hopefully you have a radio nearby so you can listen to our very wonderful wonderful program here on Little Bit of Soul. My name is Jade, and I'm your host this hour. Um, like I said, we are going to be following the career of the jazz pianist Ahmad Jamal today. Um, I'm very excited to bring to you this special program Um and we are going to have an interview with, as I said, Matthew Chalmers, the drummer from Toronto. Um, that's going to be airing in about 15 minutes. But before we get into the interview and analyzing his music, I thought that we could just listen to the Ahmad Jamal Trio uninterrupted, um, and a recording from 1971, um, just so you can get a taste of what his trio was all about, um, their style, and just have an uninterrupted um, listen to Ahmad Jamal. So here they are in 1971, the Ahmad Jamal Trio. Thank you. 
There we had a recording from 1971 of the Ahmad Jamal Trio. We are going to have a quick palate cleanser before we move into um, an interview with Matthew Chalmers. Um, so let's listen to some, some Count Basie before we go any further um, in today's episode of Little Bit of Soul. Take a trip on my rocket ship We'll have a lovely afternoon Kiss the world goodbye And away we'll fly Destination moon Travel fast as light Till we're lost from sight The earth is like a toy balloon What a thrill you'll get Riding on a jet Destination moon We'll go up, up 
with you And away we're still in a space mobile A supersonic honeymoon Leave your cares below Pull the switch, let's go Destination moon Take a trip on my rocket ship We'll have a lovely afternoon Kiss the world goodbye And away we'll fly Destination moon Travel fast as light Till we're lost from sight The earth is like a toy balloon What a thrill you'll get Riding on a jet Destination moon We'll go up, 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 straight to the moon we two. High in the starry blue, we'll be out of this world we two. So away we'll steal in a space mobile, a supersonic honeymoon. Leave your cares below, pull the switch, let's go. Destination moon. Destination moon, oh yes. Destination moon. Tired of begging for rides from your friends? Bobby, I don't have time to take you to the soda shop again this week. Lugging those groceries on the bus got you in a sweat? Man, oh man, these bags of salt sure are hefty. Being on campus without a car ain't easy, so check out Zipcar and get wheels when you want them. Join now to get your membership for only $20 at zipcar.ca backslash UBC. What if this summer you did something different? What if you worked with people you admired in a city that inspired you, making something that you were proud of? The Media Institute for Social Change is looking for students like you to be a part of their summer documentary program in Portland, Oregon. As a student, you'll create original audio and video pieces about issues that you care about. You'll meet and learn from media professionals whose work is aimed at social justice. You'll immerse yourself in Portland, a city that will serve as your hands-on media-making laboratory. Sound like your type of summer? Apply today at MediaMakingChange.org. Welcome back to the on-air studio on CITR 101.9 FM. 
As I was saying earlier in the program today on Little Bit of Soul, I have a very special program to share with you. It's called All About Ahmad Jamal. When I first came across pianist Ahmad Jamal's playing, I clicked on a black and white YouTube video um, which read Ahmad Jamal Trio with Jamil Suleiman on bass and Frank Gant on drums. And as I listened to the music that, along, that went along with it, I was shocked at how closely it resembled the playing that you would hear from contemporary jazz artists. Only the video was listed as having been recorded in 1971, which of course meant that contemporary artists resembled the playing in the video. We actually heard excerpts or an excerpt from that video earlier in the program today. It also goes to show how ahead of his time Ahmad Jamal really was, because I later discovered that Ahmad's, Ahmad Jamal's influential style went back to the 1950s. Jam-packed with beautiful melodic lines, um, unexpected moments of silence where the absence of playing speaks as much as the rush of chords that comes after another turn in his pieces, Jamal's playing always feels fresh and exciting. And the exuberance you experience while listening to him and his trio is um, like nothing else you've experienced when listening to jazz. That is why today I've decided to do a profile piece on Ahmad Jamal and a brief analysis of his playing. As I said, I interviewed my friend Matthew Chalmers, a jazz drummer in Toronto, who has played in a trio based on Jamal's sound to help us get to the heart of the music. And to give you a quick backstory, Ahmad Jamal was born Fritz Jones in Pittsburgh in 1920. His original group was called Three Strings, which played at the Blue Note in Chicago. Apparently, he began the group Embers in New York when he moved to the city in 1952, and though initially he didn't find immediate large-scale success, his playing went on to win big praise from the big names in jazz such as Miles Davis and Cannonball Adderley, and I hope with... Um, the exploration of his music on today's episode of Little Bit of Soul, that you will see why that is um, the fact. Here's this week's special episode all about Ahmad Jamal on Little Bit of Soul. Hi, Matt. Hey, Jade. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to have a chat with me about Ahmad Jamal. No uh, worries. Thanks for having me. The reason I asked you onto the program today was, number one, because you are a fantastic jazz drummer. And so I would love to integrate your perspective of his music into the show. And also because you yourself have done covers of Ahmad Jamal's music. I think that it would be great to have a listen to what you have to say about his music. I guess my first question would be, what was it like for you approaching his material and mimicking his sound? 
Well, it was a great experience because Ahmad Jamal and, and just that trio uh, from the, the late 50s, early 60s, really changed a lot about jazz, like just really influenced a lot of big names in the jazz world and were really ahead of their time. And so emulating them was a lot of fun. James Hill, who is a pianist in Toronto, and uh, Soren Neeson, who's a bass player, also in Toronto. We just got together and we would play standards, and then we all talked about type of music we were into and eventually you know someone mentioned a Jamal trio and then we just tried doing a standard in that style and that's kind of where it just started out and then uh, we kind of just were like hey this is a lot of fun we should start doing this like on a regular basis and you know, only do a Majamal and really get inside that. So it, it just really changed your way, like my way of listening. And it's a completely different style of drumming and interacting. What do you mean by a different style of interacting? How has his style influenced your connection as musicians in a trio? His style is very... I guess there's there's a lot of space, and he doesn't. It's not really just like head in, and then there's a solo, then there's another solo. Like he doesn't even play the melody straight all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning he, it's not just like it's not exactly clear when it's the melody and when it's not. Because a lot of the time right. when he's soloing, he's also basing his ideas off the melody, or he'll just start repeating a little melody in the last A section and then I'll continue into the solo and he'll just like leave room sometimes for a little drum fill for a couple bars so they try to engage the other two players and have them uh, participate I guess yeah, yeah participate in sort of more of a collective solo than just one person does something you know they get their little spotlight right so they're moving together for sure Something I found when I was listening to his playing was that, as you were saying, he begins to play and then he finds kind of a sweet spot and he stays there for a little bit. And it's a, sort of as though he is dissecting the music, sure. if you know what it's I mean. Because uh, it does feel like he's sort of playing around a little bit and then he'll find something that really triggers Vernal Fournier, the drummer. And, you know, Vernell will play some kind of fill, and then he'll just, like, repeat that. And then Vernell will play another fill. And so it's sort of just like, oh, okay, you like this? I'll, I'll throw it at you again. And, you right. know, just he'll, like, find a little little moments like that. Not You don't hear a lot in, in jazz. I mean, there's always those moments, but it, with them it was all about that. Like, that was their main goal. When I was listening to live at the Pershing Lounge recording from 1958, especially in Surrey with the Fringe on Top, which is originally the the song from Oklahoma, that he's translated into a jazz piece, it feels as though he's dissecting it, like I said. And then at the end, there's this really lovely moment when he comes back and plays the melody for the listeners to hear so he's deconstructed it and then at the very end he puts it all back together again for you to hear how the melody has been composed and brings it all back together as one yeah i mean he's sort of a master at that he 
he's just uh, the melody is so ingrained in him that he I feel like it's always sort of going through his head when he's when he's soloing so everything he plays is very melodic and it, it, it feels very like not, nothing's forced or nothing's previously thought out it's just all in the moment You're listening to Little Bit of Soul on CITR 101.9 FM. There's definitely a spontaneity to his playing, like pre-rehearsed pieces that you hear and laid out. For him, it just feels like it's very in the moment, spontaneous. Yeah, I mean, arrangement-wise, I think their stuff is planned out even more so, I'd Mm. say, because... For a lot of people, it's like you do the head in and maybe there's a couple shots there, but then otherwise it's just soloing and then there's a head out and maybe, you know, you've rehearsed an ending or something. But with uh, Montremal, there's a lot of there's a lot of shots and stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe some of that is based off things that they like, you know, because they would just gig and and maybe things would come up and they would just 
bring that into the arrangement. But once we started my trio uh, a couple years ago when we were doing this, we started listening. We were like, wow, there's like a lot of stuff to catch. You mm-hmm. have to. It, it's funny because when, when, once you're playing it and you don't play something, it's sort of like, oh, that's sort of part of the piece even though there's like, something missing this is just a right. solo you know like this is just a solo part but there's like shots at this one section and it's kind of important for the arrangement so they definitely have little things here and there that are, are planned out but it's like how they get to there and they change the way they do it too like everything is so detailed so i i see what you're saying rather than things being like grandiose melodic they are getting down into the nitty-gritty and the details of and the nuances of the music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I really appreciate when you're listening to his playing, it seems like he's kind of holding back on you a little bit. And then all of a sudden there are these clusters of chords or he's sending out like a flurry of sound. So it's kind of like this interchange between breathing room and then all of these sounds coming at you which I think yeah, is really great. Yeah, well, he's great. got a lot of um, technique. You know, you can tell he, he can play the piano like anybody else, but he doesn't use all of that. Most of it, I'd say like, you know, 80% of the time he's uh, not showing off all that mm-hmm. ability. But then I think that's what makes all that stuff sound even more intense and more creative and, and all that, because he, he'll just play like, a, you know, one line with his right hand. and there'll be all these block chords where he's using both hands and um you know there's eight notes in each chord and it's like oh my gosh I guess he's playing on the extremes and he is integrating the idea of a minimalist style into jazz, which perhaps at that time in the 40s and 50s and even 60s and 70s was not really in the jazz vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, there there were some guys doing some more melodic and spacious stuff, but he was definitely like the guy for that. And especially coming from bebop, where it's just a stream of eighth notes and fast tempos, like he would sometimes just not play for, you know, six bars or something, you know, and then it's just bass and drums and they have to find a way to fill that space without it, with it still feeling like a piano solo, which was interesting, again, to, to try do ourselves because you're so used to, like, sometimes you, you play with someone and when they're soloing, they sort of treat it like you're just, you're accompanying them and they're just the soloist and it's their time to, you know, do their thing. But Ahmad was all about just, here, you take over for a bit, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any ideas, so I'm going to listen to you and get some more ideas from you. Did you have trouble? You are a percussionist. Did you three find it hard to find the balance between space and technique when to throw in the technique 
did you find it difficult and do you find did you find that replicating his technique as a whole was somewhat challenging for you three those guys are so great like we didn't have to talk about a lot of stuff but if it was ever like if it was feeling like we're playing too much or something then you know i'd be like no i gotta leave more space for you or like oh hey james what if you don't play as much or like play just you know with only your right hand for a bit like like a mom right. would do or whatever right. there would certainly be some of those conversations we we're just kind of trying to take out what we wanted out of listening to the music so it's gonna just read you a quote something miles davis said listen miles said then and later in an interview for the jazz review to the way jamal uses space he lets it go so that you can feel the rhythm section and the rhythm section can feel you it's not crowded so that's something miles had to say about his playing because there's so much there's so much intent behind that pause it doesn't feel uncomfortable or strange or you're not left wondering oh did he just stop because he thought that was the end of the form it's like no he he's just it, you don't even think about it because right. it sounds great there's definitely i mean miles was so influenced by him like you can hear it you can hear the difference in his playing at a certain point like he's he was playing a lot of bebop type stuff but then when he had his own group it, it just sounded like it sounded like a Maj Jamal on trumpet.
a stack of records here, a stack of records there. I got records scattered all over everywhere, but I'm looking for one. Discorder magazine has been supporting independent music for over 30 years, and it keeps on living by joining efforts with local music supporters such as Vinyl Records. You can find a selection of Vinyl Records' featured albums on the back cover of Discorder and can support your favorite local bands and artists by purchasing their records. For more information on their vast selection of new, used, and rare music, go to vinylrecords.ca. Ladies and gentlemen, we have entered a soundstage at CITR Studio for a visit with the folks who are directing the exciting young star Dama, Dora, and guest in the real world. <laughs> The Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show. We talk about events, actors, directors, and genres. We come up with most of the genres. And Delta makes it so jazzy. It's a lot of fun and games, except not that many games. If you think you can handle all of this, tune in Fridays from 11 to 12 on CITR 101.9 FM. Hi, I'm Jade, the host of Little Bit of Soul, the program you're listening to right now on CITR 101.9 FM. Today, we're outlining the career of pianist Ahmad Jamal and his trio. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to listen to past episodes of Little Bit of Soul, you can do so by going to citr.ca and looking up Little Bit of Soul, or by going to Facebook and checking out the Facebook page, Little Bit of Soul, CITR 101.9 FM. Now let's get back to this week's special episode, all about Ahmad Jamal. It's just the same approach where you'd leave all this space. And that's the kind of stuff that gets your rhythm section interested and involved in your solo rather than just keeping time and getting bored while you're playing all this stuff from the 50s that people have heard a million times mm -hmm. you know and a million other people have played <laughs> right so i think he's just comfortable with with i think he's basically he seems like just such a great piano player he's got all this stuff together but once he sits down and plays he's just making music he's not thinking about all the stuff that he can do that he can you know mm -hmm. play all these crazy fast lines and, and whatever he's just like he's just listening and reacting and i think i think that's the kind of thing that was uh or one of the reasons rather why he stood out from so many other people because it's just like he was all about the music and it was wasn't like a lack of ability it was just like he just wanted to approach it that way mm -hmm. so yeah it's a different way of approaching standards. To what you were saying about him playing multiple melodies all at once is something you mentioned to me in previous conversations. It sounds like he's interlocking melodies. So instead of quoting another well-known song, he kind of feeds it into what melody yeah. he's playing. So, for instance, I think it was in They Can't Take That Away From Me, he starts to play 
flurries of sounds and then all of a sudden he plays one line of in a sentimental mood hmm. then he goes on to do his own thing again so he's kind of interlocking more than quoting it's more subtle than that you know what i mean it's just so impressive how effortlessly he's able to weave together different melodies. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Like, everything seems just so honest and, like, he's actually hearing it all. So it's not like, oh, I discovered while I was practicing this tune mm -hmm. that I can quote this song over these chords. And that word <laughs> is just, like, that probably just came to him in that moment, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, or maybe just always hears that when he he plays the like that part of the tune. What he's yeah. doing is he's finding the correlation between each song. He can hear yeah, yeah. where one song sounds like another in whatever way in his mind, and so he yeah. can in, he can interlock those two two melodies or those two sounds, yeah. Yeah. which I find is really really awesome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
give me give me a sense of what we're going to be hearing and listening for when we listen to your recording of new kind of love um okay so we uh me soren and james recorded this two or three years ago we basically just took a standard and put it in the ahmad jamal style (laughs) uh it's not one that ahmad played uh or at least that i know of so it's sort of like our own arrangement of it um but it's a very similar approach as a mod gematria would take to a standard so the the classic sort of intros and interludes like uh we were talking about before and yeah and just like james james's solo just you know very spacious and interactive and and it's also short and sweet that was the other thing that we hadn't mentioned yet like he would sometimes do a tune that was like two or three minutes you know and this was around the time where people were starting to push it and do like five or six or seven you know so he was really just putting a lot of great stuff in a small amount of time which is always refreshing to hear it's been great hearing what you have to say to get a drummer's perspective of his music giving us some things to listen to to look out for when we're listening to Ahmad Jamal's music and Matt, what are you working on at the moment? What do you have your sight set on? Since getting out of uh, school and doing the whole jazz drumming stuff, um, I've kind of been leading more towards film scoring. And I, I've been doing some support writing for a composer in L.A., so I'm just writing for a couple of his shows. I, had, I did a TV movie in December, and there'll be a couple documentaries later this year and so i just have a studio here in toronto and i basically write music all day (laughs) um, for film and television and when i'm not doing that i'm still playing drums in the city uh, at the rex and the transac all the clubs in toronto and i'm also working on my own project right now which will hopefully be released soon i'm just starting the first like the first you're on the first leg of it stages but you know i i'm pretty excited about it so is um, that a solo album yeah like solo and i'm i'm singing i'm doing all the keyboards doing all the production i'll kind of just challenge myself and try to do it all so (laughs) well that's gonna be awesome i look forward to hearing it and to playing it on the show if people want to research you and your music where should they go yeah i have a soundcloud um and then you also have a website which is www.matthewchalmersmusic.com yeah my soundcloud's up on there yeah soundcloud is is soundcloud.com slash matthew chalmers thank you so much matt for taking the time out like i said to have a chat to shower us with more jazz information and knowledge no worries we will have a listen to your track which is new kind of love here is new kind of love by omni 3 
And that just about does it for today's episode of Little Bit of Soul. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, as per usual, um, I'll be back on Monday, next Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. So I hope you will join me for another episode of Little Bit of Soul at that time um, to keep you um, preoccupied. Until then, we have the Leo Ramirez show on next on CITR 101.9 FM. I hope you've enjoyed today's special episode called All About Ahmad Jamal. I think we're going to let him take us out of today's episode with Stompin' at the Savoy. See you next week, guys. <laughs>